Ah, RJ. Man, we miss him so much. Love you, RJ. Amazing. You just, you, you go back and... It really is, Joe. A lot of the a lot of the greatest calls from RJ are the fights, right? We know LaFontaine's calls and May Day. But, man, I find myself sometimes just YouTubing Sabres fights with RJ on the call. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, me too. For sure. It's how I know, like, I, I'm aware that there's just a random Vancouver brawl at the end of the 90s just because <laughs> I've definitely done the searching for those. Yeah. Well, today's the anniversary of the Sabres Senators brawl, 2000. Seven, believe it or not, it's been already 17 years since then. It's been 44 years. Today is also the anniversary of the famed Miracle on Ice hockey game, the United States against the Soviet Union. Bunch of young kids. My favorite Sabre player ever, Mike Ramsey, on that team, a defenseman for the Miracle on Ice team, came to the Sabres right after that. There was so much more surrounding it and all the geopolitical stuff that was involved back in the 70s and the 80s. Do yourself a favor. Go read about it. Just kind of you know read up on the history of everything that's surrounded. It's not just about the game and those kids not having a chance against the famed Russians, the Soviet Union. It really is all that was encompassing there. But it was it's just an amazing time period. I was seven years old. Joe wasn't around yet. Mm-hmm. I t- I tweeted a video earlier today to say, hey, give me a comment on what you remember about both the brawl or Miracle on Ice. Give us a call. And answering that signal was our guy down in Florida. Buccaneer sideline reporter T.J. Reeves who says, I got a story for you guys. My man, what is going on? Thanks for uh, calling and sharing. It's great to be with you, and you did a tremendous job of socially teasing and calling to action for people to come forward. And I am testifying on the mighty WGR that I'm answering the call. And you know, more times than not, I deliver the goods, Sal. Well, you better hear I deliver the goods. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to disappoint with this story. So you ready? Okay. Yep. I am 10-year-old TJ living in Chattanooga, Tennessee. For those not geographically familiar, that's about 90 minutes north of Atlanta, Georgia, in the eastern part of Tennessee, right by the North Carolina border. So I am elementary school TJ. And my father instilled in me, he was a huge basketball fan. So the Atlanta Hawks are not far. They're 90 minutes away to the south. So we had intended to go down to Atlanta and did to watch the Atlanta Hawks play Friday night February the 22nd, 1980 basketball game with the Phoenix Suns. So I am in the Omni Arena in downtown Atlanta as a 10-year-old TJ, and I was aware that the U.S. was playing the Russians last night, but the, uh, that night. But the wild thing is I also knew, because they had been talking about it, that it was not going to be on live. Mm-hmm. They were playing right. at 5 p.m. in the afternoon, and the game was going to be shown tape delay on ABC Again, this is hard to fathom. No internet, cable's brand new, and so the game is not going to be on live. So we're in the arena for Hawks, Phoenix Suns, and these names aren't going to mean anything uh, really in the present day, but they were a bigger deal. I mean, the Hawks had Tree Rollins, John Drew. They were not a championship team. The Phoenix Suns had Paul Westfall. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson had both just come to the NBA. That's their rookie season. This is February of 1980. So we're in the arena, and the announcer comes on the PA, and the hair on the back of my neck is standing up right now, 44 years later. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, we have an update from Lake Placid, New York. In the Winter Olympics hockey game, the United States leads the Soviet Union 3-2. to And the place erupts. Some of it was, you know, shouting, clapping, et cetera. So the game is going on it's like the like – the, 
beginning of the game, because keep in mind, the hockey game started at 5 o'clock, and so this is probably middle of the first quarter the hockey game is ending, and mm-hmm. the United States has won the game, which we don't know. There's no Internet. There's no cell phones. You don't have a way to know this sitting in the arena until the PA announcer comes on during a dead ball stoppage, like the ball goes out of bounds, and he comes on and says, ladies and gentlemen, we have an update with a final score from Lake Placid, New York, in the Winter Olympics, the United States four, the Soviet Union three. I'm not exaggerating. The entire arena, there's probably eight, ten thousand 10,000 people there, not a sellout night. The entire arena erupts, stands up, and starts a 60-second standing ovation in the Omni in Atlanta. The fans are clapping all around. The players and the officials, I vividly remember this, are clapping standing on the floor. The game is stopped for everybody to cheer in the Omni in Atlanta, the announcement of the score. And so I I obviously, 44 years later, have never forgotten that. I don't think I will ever forget where I was in that moment. And the craziest thing is, you didn't have a way to see this. We were we were there in the arena. The game the game is going on while ABC is showing the replay. We didn't own a VCR, guys. There's no way there's no way to tape right. it. The only thing we knew is they had won and you saw like a highlight on the late local news. ESPN is brand new, by the way. ESPN had only come in in September of nineteen seventy nine, about six months earlier. So you cut on ESPN and they maybe showed you a highlight or two. But to be able to see the entire game, it didn't exist if you weren't there watching it live on ABC or had a way to, to tape it on VHS. That's amazing. So, because, Joe, my, Joe, if this happens today, memory. you know what everybody's doing? You're pulling out your phones and watching the end of it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly right. <laughs> but none of that existed. So how did I do on my quick two-minute story on where I was? Because, good Lord, that's amazing. No, you did great. It's, an, and it's awesome. And there had to be a USA chant that broke out, right? USA, yeah. USA. They had to do that, too, I'm sure. Yes, they're going USA, USA clapping. And, again, you're talking about Paul Westfall of the Phoenix Suns was yeah. an all-star at that time. They're all standing on the court clapping in the middle of the first quarter of the it's NBA amazing. game. The referees are clapping. The entire arena, the game stopped for 60 seconds. So I thought I would just share that on a where were you then from 44 years ago tonight. Love it, buddy. Love it. Thanks a lot. Awesome. We'll catch you up down the road. Talk uh, NFL offseason. Thank you for the Whenever story. Whenever you need me, do it. But I had to. <laughs> I had to respond to the call to action about Miracle on Ice forty-four years ago. Incredible stuff. You guys. And how it. about? And how about? Uh, you're a play-by-play guy. Joe and I were talking. How about Al Michaels, buddy? Al Michaels. How about that? Al Michaels had never done hockey before that tournament. Al Michaels wow. had never done hockey until ABC said, "Do you think you can do hockey?" Holy <laughs> cow! Incredible. That's great. Incredible to go back and relive all of that. And by the way, the biggest misconception is that didn't win the gold medal. They had to still go ahead and beat Finland on Sunday to win the gold medal, which they did. Just an incredible, incredible time. Man, all time, like, really needed to pull that one out because the story is a lot better given that they won the gold medal. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. And by the way, they were losing the gold medal game 2-1. to In this in this Sunday gold medal game, and came from behind to win that. Just, so uh, and that's why they've made multiple movies. The Kurt Russell yeah. movie, who by the way is dead on as Herb Brooks in that movie, the Miracle movie. But they made two or three of them. Yeah, they made two or three movies. That's why there's documentaries. It's that incredible. Thank you for letting me share that. I'll let you boys get on with what you're doing with more memories about the Miracle on Ice. Thanks, TJ. Always appreciate you, buddy. We'll catch up.
See you, boys. Joe, it, yeah. yeah they, it, Joe, it, I mean, honestly, if that happens now, you're pulling out your phone or you're running to a TV in the arena, right? I mean, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm turning. I mean, I'm I'm watching it probably from the get go. But if I wasn't, yeah. I would have I would have been putting it on right. immediately after the not only the game after the like, good thing they they clinched the gold medal against Finland, but I only found out about this a couple of years ago that there was like a weird format then that it wasn't like a gold semifinal to a gold medal game. It was like whoever had the most points at the fi- end of the final round was the team that actually won. So, correct, I, I think this is right, but there was an outcome going into that third game. The Soviet-U.S. game was second, where the Soviets still could have won the gold medal after losing to the U.S., and especially that. Good thing they finished the job, because if the story was the U.S. upset the Soviet Union, but the Soviet Union ended up winning the gold medal anyway, then the whole story would have been so much worse, I think. I have never heard this, that they could still win the gold. I knew the yeah. U.S. still had to win one more game. I didn't hear the other part of it, which yeah, is interesting. Yeah, it was um, so final round. Yeah. Uh, the top two teams from each group play played in, uh, played the top two teams from the other group once. Points from previous games against their own group carried over, which excluded teams who failed to make the medal round. First place with points wow. at the end of the final round, won the gold. The U.S. had five points after three games. They went 2-0-1. The Soviet Union went 2-1. and So, yeah, going into that Finland game, it would have been the U.S. had three points, and the Soviet Union had f- uh, would have had also three points. No, they would have had one point. So, hold on, I just did that wrong. They, sorry, they would have had two points. Going into the final game, U.S. would have had three, Soviet Union would have had two. So if the U.S. lost to Finland, actually, then the Soviet Union would have won the gold medal. Now, we have Paul Hamilton standing by, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see. Paul, I know Paul's probably listening. I wonder if we would move you, Paul, to 1130. We have Josh Reed, 1105, because Paul has a really interesting story about 1980 himself. And I want to talk about that along with the Sabres. So I want to give him more time instead of just doing it in the next like five minutes after we come from break. So love these stories today. And I know we got some people lining up. They want to share theirs as well. 803-0550 is the number to call. We'll do that. All right. Paul's going to join us at 1130. We'll get his, uh, his a personal connection to the 1980 Miracle on Ice team. And of course, the Sabres had a nice win last night up in Montreal. We got Josh Reed, 1105, and we'll take your phone calls on the Brawl and Miracle on Ice and whatever else is on your mind on WGR.